guys, welcome to the Harmonics Podcast. We've got another fun, exciting new episode for you. Um, uh, let me introduce who we've got here today. This is uh, uh, Mr. Pope. Uh, we've got Nick Chester. Hello. Jessa Brazazels. Um, Chippy Godzilla. <laughs> Chichi Rot. Uh, Gazette. Gazette. Gazette Ronaldo. Gazette Ronaldo. Aaron Trites. Hi, And our super extra special mega guest star of this episode, Mr. Matt Bach, Hi. lead designer on Dance Central 2 and many other fine video games. Right? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, so, welcome, Matt. Uh, it's fun to have you on our podcast. It's fun to be here. Yeah. Uh, Nick, does, does Matt sound okay in the uh, the old... Uh... All right, great. Um, so, Matt, we are, at this point, over a week out since we've released Dance Central 2, mm-hmm. your newest, freshest baby. Mm-hmm. How you think? How you feeling? How you feeling? I feel great. I mean, we've got to see tons and tons of YouTube videos of people dancing to the songs, uh, all sorts of great feedback on Twitter, great reviews. I think the whole team is feeling pretty on top of the world right now. So what's it, what's this period like for you? So I know like our team specifically, basically when the dev team finishes, that's when we just get started like doing all the promotion and all the social stuff and interacting with fans and all that. So this is pretty heavy period for us. What's it like for you? I'd say it's a, it's, it's an exciting period. It's not it's not a period of of you know very very heavy work because we're 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 you know shipping the title, but of course we're going to support it with DLC and there's always those considerations. But I think uh, you know. From our team's perspective, it's 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 the, the time after the sigh of relief when you get to actually get excited about the, th- the thing that you've made. It's like you get so deep into the process that uh, by the end of it, you're like, okay, can we ship this thing? Can we ship this thing? You know, take your comp time, relax, and then you come you come you come in and the whole thing's out there and it's out there in the world and all your friends are talking about it and you can show it to, to everyone, talk to everyone about you know what you've been making and uh, so I, th- I think it's a it's probably the best time for the dev team. Yeah, I remember, especially at least in the rock band era, uh, the dev team was always, like, I remember just, like, always grinding, and a very small portion of them ever really get to see the game out in the world, and, like, that's one of the joys of our job is that's our job, is seeing it out in the world, so we get to see how people, how it resonates with people, but I know that was the thing we always tried to push, is, like, try to get people to come out to events so you can see your work being played by people, I know that you've You've definitely like championed that same sort of uh, philosophy. Like, just go out and see how people react to your work. Totally. So I, I actually built a little uh, info wall that's in the middle of the the Dance Central team HQ, and uh, I have a YouTube video playlist. Uh, look for me on YouTube, Matt Bach DC. If I've added you to my playlist, you are dancing in front of the whole team all day long. We have YouTube videos of people dancing to DC two. We have Twitter feeds of anyone who mentions Dance Central, anyone who at Dance Central. Uh, we have, you know, Deviant Art. Uh, if you make it, make a piece of Deviant Art without pop up on the info wall, so we actually get to sort of experience that uh, the whole world experiencing it, you know, without actually having to, you know, be on planes all the time. It's pretty impressive. It's like Mission Control, but all <laughs> Dance Central Two stuff. Like it used to be a giant map of the world on the wall and then we painted over it and now you're projecting this crazy feed of information. It's a, a, a long time dream of mine. At some <laughs> point I wanted it to be actually be a wall 
that tracked our bug database, and depending on the severity of the bug, it would be a bigger and uglier bug that would <laughs> on the screen. And then when like the bug got fixed, a big hand would go down and squish the bug and it would like, say what the bug was. Um, but this is a little more uh, celebratory. So, so Naoko, who was either senior producer or lead producer, what's the what's the title? Well, she is the on the on the, Central Two, the uh, lead producer of choreography. Oh, okay. so she she owns all of the uh, all of the the content creation process for Dance Central. She's the, the the lead of that. So we call that team internally Call of Booty. Call of Booty. Um, so you know she has organized all of the choreographers. We have nine different choreographers this time. That's a high watermark for the franchise. Yes. And they'll be working on the DLC as well. So um, we're we're pushing through a, a lot of really amazing songs that, that we can't wait to share with you guys. Really amazing routines coming. Yeah. Now, now she, unlike you, has taken a nice healthy uh, chunk of time off post-project, right? Indeed. Uh, she is taking a, a, a two-month vacation. Yes. And she's a super hard worker. I don't think anyone begrudges her her time off. Oh no, uh, she, she's earned it. Na- Naoko is is the person who you will you can guarantee will be there as late as you are. Yes, exactly. Anytime I've been in the office late, even to come in late for rock band nights that start at 10 p.m., she's been there. Like no matter what the project is. Dance Central team likes to hang out late. Yeah. So you though you have not taken any comp time. You you have already rolled on to a, a new unannounced project. Yeah. That is true. That is so true. You, you're not you're not looking to take a break, keeping the creative juices flowing. Well, I, I did uh, break my face uh, in in July, so I, I took a bit of a break then. Um, not not exactly the best kind of break, but uh, but a break of some sorts. Walk us through a that, broken right? break. Walk us through what Walk happened. <laughs> okay, so there I was watching a new episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> For color, for color, people should know that you are roommates with uh, Mr. John Drake, who's going to be here at some point. I am. Uh, Mr. John Drake is a man I see in his underwear <laughs> almost every day. Tell us more about wow. that. <laughs> Don't tell us more. Did you break your face <laughs> on his underwear? The physique. <laughs> so here's what happens. Uh, you know, I, I'm sitting there. I'm watching Doctor Who. I stand up. I see John Drake. <laughs> Paragon. <laughs> And I'm so wowed right. by by the by the extraordinary display that I just fall flat on my face and knock my front four teeth out, oh, fracture my top oh, jawbone. Oh, oh. When I heard about it, like my my mouth just hurt, just sympathetically, just hearing about it. Well, I also did, I did tweet pictures. You so. certainly oh, did. I'm so glad I did not see those. And like at first, I'm like this is just like he just Googled broken mouth and tweeted this picture, right? Oh, like this God. isn't him. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my god! At what point in the process were you taking pictures, though? Like, oh, that, once I got back from the you kept a pretty room. good he- like if that, oh, that's, that's, would... that's not true. I made my brother take pictures while I was waiting for the emergency uh, room. I think I would ask him to... just to knock me out for the next two weeks. And yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. I kept good spirits. I don't, I don't remember somehow. much of those two weeks between uh, the various medications I was on. <laughs> well, that's <but> good. <laughs> I know that I watched a lot of television. And the the, the hugest <laughs> the irony... last Airbender. <laughs> The hugest irony was you had just completed extensive dental work, right? Like you're like Matt's face was amazing. If what? you had seen oh. Matt Bach, he had boom, like just completed. It was a work of art, and then you fell on your face and broke it. It's amazing again, but there was a period there where you broke your amazing new face. I did. Um, not that you. Had, I'm not saying you had like a face job. It'll, he had it'll all be it'll all be done in in January. I I had a. 
uh, an, a problem called sleep apnea, oh, and I had yep. to get some surgery to, to fix my sleep apnea, and I had an arthritic jaw as well. So wow. that was like two years ago, right as I was finishing up uh, work on Rock Band 2, um, and I got that surgery, and now in January at some point I'll have to go back in and just get get uh, a couple of the, the implements were bent in the injury, so I have to go in and just get a little... Uh, a little more surgery. Man, you are a trooper. Thanks. So man. you came back, kept cranking on the end of the project. I did. And I actually have read through some emails that I sent that I don't remember. <laughs> I was say, the and, most creative and stuff came from that. I period. did some work. <laughs> I, 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 well, maybe I shouldn't say this. I balanced our scoring system. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, when so there's a there's a side project you did outside of harmonics that That's I think true. is very interesting, and I don't and I don't know enough about this, so this will be interesting to me too. What was the time frame that you were working on this project called Pixel Pusher? So, Pixel Pusher started because uh, Kill Screen Magazine uh, approached me and asked whether I'd like to participate in a, a video game show at the MoMA. Um, they had this thing called a pop rally where they get, you know, all sorts of different people from New York to come in and uh, experience the MoMA in a sort of a new light. So they've had DJs kind of things, throw parties there. Um, and this time they're, they've filled the whole first and second floor of the MoMA with awesome games. So originally we talked about, you know, what if we like it's Dance Central, but it's a really weird song that Dance Central wouldn't normally have in it or like talked about various things like that. But um I decided that the most fun thing to do would be to make something completely new, something that was custom tailored to a museum experience. And uh, Ryan Challoner, who was the uh, UI coder on Dance Central 1. We've had on the podcast. Did we? Yep. He talked all about the UI, him and uh, Mr. Krentz. Did we talk about Swipey? DC1. Uh, yeah, he talked, well, yeah, a little bit. Swipey. I don't remember that. I don't think you were there for that one. Oh. Still get the archives. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'll have to dig through. <laughs> so uh, Ryan had had been working on a little side project called Synapse, which takes uh, connect information and turns it into what's called open sound control, which is like uh, kind of like MIDI, uh, what the Rock Band three instruments can output, but uh, a, a faster updated spec, and it works over Wi-Fi. Yeah, I think people might have seen it on some tech blogs. He did a. a um wobble bass song with it right yeah totally <laughs> so uh i approached him and said hey like that tech looks pretty cool uh do you think we can make something with it for this kill screen event at the moma and he was like yeah and when we started talking about it and come up with this sort of twister idea vertical twister maybe and thought about it a bit more and started to think about how he could use an, an ipad and to connect at the same time to make it a two-player experience, but a sort of asymmetrical multiplayer, kind of competitive, kind of cooperative, not quite clear. Um, so what we ended up with is a sort of vertical twister step sequencer. So there's a person who has an iPad, and they can uh, you know, push any one of these squares on an 8x8 grid. And uh, now bar goes across the, that 8x8 grid and plays an appropriate note. Um, if you're you're the connect player, you see those on screen, and you see a sort of pixelated version of you, a little pixel man, and you can cover up that dot and turns green, you get a point. Um, when the dot is red uh, and you aren't covering it up, it makes a percussive sound. When you are covering up, it makes a melodic sound. And so every round, you get an increasing number of dots. So the person who is you know the the connect player has to rush around to get all the dots 
uh, as the as the now bar hits them, and the iPad player can lay out the dots in increasingly complex ways to mess with their friend, or in melodic ways to make a cool little song. Wow, it's hmm. so cool! I haven't tried it yet. I'd love to play it. <clears throat> I just love the idea of like iPad and Connect, two completely different things working together. An unholy marriage. <laughs> <laughs> The, the least marketable product that, that, I've, that we've ever worked on, me and Ryan. Um, I think we, we built a thing in a, in a program called a Max MSP Jitter, uh, which is a sort of modular kind of programming language, kind of object-based thing where you can drag in different objects and pass them together uh, to make logic structures. And it was a cool way to work because... We were both really comfortable. Uh, well, he's, he's much more comfortable in coding. I'm a little more comfortable in, in Max MSP though I, though I can code. But it was sort of a nice uh, middle ground for the both of us. So it was really cool to be able to work on something and be able to do you know, art, sound, code, interaction, game design, and share those responsibilities with somebody else. Um, and yeah, actually, I, I did almost all of the work that I did on that project uh, while I was on a lot of painkillers. <laughs> Stumbling around the MoMA on oxycodone. <laughs> and about how long was the uh, the timeline for that? I think we made it in like two and a half weeks. Oof. Wow. Maybe a little longer. That's nuts. So that's and then, big... uh, we showed it at IndieCade in LA. Um, like, like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. And then it was shown again this weekend in Boston at the Music Hackathon at the Microsoft Nerd Center. Hmm. So Sweet. If you uh, are hearing this on Friday and you're in Boston and you want to come check out uh, Pixel Pusher, it'll be at, at, at the uh, at the Nerd Center. We've done a bunch of stuff at the Nerd Center. Yeah, That'd be cool. That's cool. What do you? Are, are, how plugged in are you into that? I don't even know if there is a community. I assume there is a community of like like-minded people like that are doing these interesting things with gaming technology that's meant for other things. Like I, uh, the big one I think of is. Um, is it called uh, Wolfgang Amadeus uh, Joust? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Johann Sebastian. Johann Sebastian. Oh, I'm mixing up my, uh, my classical jousters. Classical jousters. Classical jousters. They use the move Johann Sebastian Joust. Right? And they use, yeah, just move controllers and sound and no actual video. And that's a hugely fun game, too. Like, oh, that was the one that Dean played at Gamescom. Yeah. Right? Like up in the, uh, yep. the cathedral yeah. at the, the, the dome there. Yep. Every player holds a move controller. You gotta have a speaker set up and just like a laptop. Plays music when it's slow. You have to move slowly. It just uses the accelerometer and the move. And like the whole point is to get the other people to to move enough so that their accelerometer goes off and they're out. So it involves like a lot of slapping and throwing things at each other. It's pretty fun. Yeah, they had a, another one of their games up at the MoMA at the same time that we had Pixel Pusher up called Button, which is a pretty fun game. Um, it. They have giant, giant buttons, and you have to stand really far back, and it gives you all these funny instructions of, about how to push these buttons, and it, again, results in lots of uh, personal space invasions. <laughs> I think that's super interesting. Just Personal like space invaders. Oh, oh, next game from Matt Bach. Ship it. It'll be done by the time this podcast comes out. That's how quickly doing it right works. now. Oh, God. My space is so invaded. But I like it. So how many... How many personal projects do you do you generally have cooking in the fires while you're working on any other too many project? Yeah, I figured. Um, I, I I like to be influenced by outside sources. Um, you know, making making games 
uh, in the context that we make games can be kind of myopic from time to time. You sort of don't get to see outside of it. Um, so, you know, we've always had the main drag as, as one of the, the constant side projects. So uh, the, the, uh, one of the producers on Dance Central 2, John Carter, the lead guitarist, the esteemed John Drake is our drummer. Uh, I sing and play guitar and bass and do some programming stuff. Uh, but we, we always have that running. I have a, a video game remix side project called Annie GIF where we take video game songs and uh, remix them in contemporary styles. Hmm. Rather than sort of taking contemporary stuff and chip-tuning it, we huh. sort of do the reverse. Really? <laughs> we did a Mortal Kombat remix, and we're working on a Carmen Sandiego remix. Oh, my wow. gosh. And Can we get a preview going on the podcast straight for the sometime? Big hits. Yeah, totally. Every, every, single, uh, every single one of our songs is released on you're the man now dog.com uh, with a, an animated gif uh, that's custom made for the song and the song just playing on loop and that's how we release everything that's that's so good <laughs> love it um and then beyond that i i just sort of get my get my hands in whatever i can just lots of different friends making games that i'll either help out with some advice or some sound design stuff like that um roger uh Hanmarash, who used to work here had has a little company called Glug Glug. I did sound design for one of his games. Um, I, I like to I like to do that kind of stuff. I probably have you know a good five or six things cooking all the time. I've been mastering tracks for Boston electronic musicians lately too. You know. Any Whenever any main on. drag recording happening anytime in the future? We got to get back on it. Um, we have about like four or five songs I think at this point. Maybe a little more than that. Um, I am I'm the the least valuable player right now. Um, I, with my accident and how busy I've been, it's been a little crazy. And I haven't had much time to do it. But John Drake and John Carter have been cranking out demos, so I'd be surprised if we if another year passes by without a new main drag record. Uh, is it true? Rumor time. Did Alex Rogopoulos hire you to build a robot? <laughs> Like was is that why he was hired here at Harmonix? Or did, like, did Alex hire him personally to build him like his his own? This is all hearsay robot. that I've heard, and I and it might not have even been a robot, but I like the idea of it being a robot. It wasn't a robot, unfortunately. <laughs> it was a robot. But no, oh. but there is some truth to that rumor. Uh, I was I was hired in the middle of of Dance Central One filter tuning, actually. So uh, the the summer of Dance Central One. I guess last summer, um, I, I didn't sleep in the office every, every night for a couple of weeks. Um, but before that, uh, the entire month of July, I was working full time here, and then I would go home to work on uh, a MIDI gamelan orchestra. So, Alex, our our esteemed CEO, esteemed is the word of the day. Uh, <laughs> actually met his wife, Sachi, who's the audio lead from Dance Central 2, uh, playing Balinese gamelan music at MIT. And Balinese gamelan music is a very strange kind of music uh, if you're looking at it from a Western perspective. They have, it consists of, you know, a bunch of basically xylophones um, and bells, gongs, and a few percussion instruments. But the xylophones are all actually tuned to be purposely out of tune with each other. 
uh, so like slight, slight semitone differentials between each one of the keys. And they're played in unison by two different people. So every note has a lot of beating in it. That's sort of uh, the sound you hear when things are just slightly out of tune. And the instruments themselves are ridiculously heavy. They're big, heavy chunks of wood with big, heavy chunks of metal on top. And when you transport them, the tuning doesn't always stay the same. So it's very difficult to, to transport them and uh, very risky. So the idea was to create a entire suite of instruments from the gamelan orchestra that could be played uh, with the same sort of implements. Uh, they have hammers and, and mallets and all sorts of things. But instead of actually being big chunks of metal that make sound, they were just sensors yeah. um, that send MIDI information. So we built, oh God, something like 10 or 12 different instruments um, over the course of that summer. And the instruments debuted at uh, the Lincoln Center in New York City. They played a piece with the Kronos Quartet. Jeez. I missed it because I was here tuning filters. Sleeping in the office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sleeping in the office. I don't do that. Um, so, yeah. so I, That's crazy. I, I was more, more or less hired to build s- some kind of... Ro- not actually a robot at all. <laughs> so this this yeah. really this really is like the classic love story of boy meets girl, boy and girl go to Gamelon Orchestra, hire a local programmer to make MIDI robot for them. <laughs> classic. It's, it's like an st- old Greek tragedy, straight out of a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Timeless story. That's insane. That's crazy. I didn't know it had already been completed, and the Kronos Quartet performed with it. That's amazing. Yeah, and there's actually a 2.0 version that was that was that was underwent uh, as uh, improvements were made, and we sort of thought about the designs. But I was actually not too deeply involved with that. Uh, my brother just sort of took the reins and, and did that because I was busy uh, lead designing DC2. Yeah. Wow. Well, we should probably get back to DC2, huh? Yeah. Sure. Anyone have any questions to Matt? I don't want to uh, monopolize Mr. Bach. Monopolize away. Yeah, you're doing a great job <laughs> of monopolizing I, him. I would, I would say, maybe aside from Casson, you are probably the most futuristic person. <laughs> yep. Certainly at harmonics, probably that I've ever met. Yeah. So he has I'm, silver I'm, covering his shoes right I now. I am more than happy to sit and listen to any crazy <laughs> thing that you've undertaken. I feel like I should do something now. Me too. Like I listening feel like to I you, know. Like, I, know. I can't even get out of bed in no, the morning. No, it's it's a trial. Every what day. is what's it like to keep those creative fires burning? Like, is it is it ever a struggle, or, is, or do you just happen to have the drive? Just promise people you'll do things, and and <laughs> and, 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 and be the kind of person who doesn't break promises. Constant pressure. Okay. Oh. That's. Yeah, I sleep. Um, I mean, so so to to loop back, uh, having had sleep apnea for a while, I get much better sleep than I was ever used to. So um, I require less of it. Um, but you know, it's it it comes in fits and starts. Um, I'd say from time to time, you just sort of I need I need my break. Um, order pizza right to my bedroom and not leave there for forty eight hours or something. That's your break. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you ever Pizza. go away on vacation? Dude, he's always traveling. Like, <laughs> seems like every week I'm like, oh, you want to do a podcast? No, nah, I'm in New York. 
No, I'm in LA. That's her work, though. But like for fun, <laughs> yeah. Um. I will I will be uh, going on vacation for Thanksgiving, and I'll likely be heading back to Jamaica sometime in February. Nice. Um, we'll see. It's it's hard. It's hard to take a break. I, I I love what I do, and I'm doing a lot of things, yeah. so it, it's difficult to, to think You should promise yourself a break, because then you can't renege on your own promise to yourself. Oh, unless that's the one promise you allow yourself to break. Don't I do break it, promises no. to myself <laughs> all the time. Yep, yep. Um, speaking of things that, that you do uh, on behalf of the company, I heard uh, through Twitter that you more, more recently rumors. attended a, a function for work, possibly a holiday function, and you ran into some expense uh, problems <laughs> as a result of it. Could you, could you elaborate on that at all? So... John Carter and I were invited to a Halloween party that was thrown by uh, a, a company that we're working with. They uh, they were having a villain themed party, and it was a you know costumes mandatory party. And John and I had had a stressful week and hadn't had much time to prepare for said party, so uh, we drove our rental car to a Halloween superstore, and I said to John. <laughs> Look, I'm going to try and expense our Halloween costumes. <laughs> what did you get? So uh, we looked around, and we, 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 we thought of a lot of different things, uh, but nothing, nothing quite resonated uh, until we found a Wario costume. And so we were like, okay, Wario, that's good. It's, like, it, it's, it's on point, and it's not too evil. And we couldn't find really another good video game villain. So I dressed as Pac-Man, who I... <laughs> I you think take to be a villain. I take to be a villain. Wow, I can see that. I mean, it's the original my, Ghostbuster. The experience of playing as Pac-Man feels very much like you're in trouble. It's like running from the cops in GTA the whole time. <laughs> the whole time, it's just like you piss off. You'd piss off everyone. You're eating all their power pellets. Every once in a while, you take some PCP and rage out on them. <laughs> I, the fruit just shows up, and you're just like, it's mild. Uh, I'm exactly. taking all this fruit. <laughs> Pac-Man is. <laughs> Pac-Man is the one person. That's true. So yeah, so I had a little conversation with uh, Janet, our HR manager. <laughs> she said, "What is this?" <laughs> and uh, I decided to uh, to to just donate the costumes to Harmonics, <laughs> pay for them myself. So well, as are... I pointed out, we, we it, have we have a Wario been, costume. It would have been a slippery slope because half the time you come in here, it could be a Halloween costume. You could argue it. And then, then Hamox would be paying for your entire wardrobe. That has happened to me a few bill. times. I've gone to Halloween parties and people have told me, you are not dressed up. <laughs> Even though, like, I'm wearing a hoodie that is a leopard. <laughs> exactly. Or a shark. Yes. Or I've a seen Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Well, the big Sonic the Hedgehog mascot costume that I have, no one questions whether I'm in costume when I wear that. I but wouldn't know for sure. My, my Jeremy Scott Adidas uh, leopard hoodie was not costume enough for people. I was I, I felt that. That's just Matt being Matt, as far as I'm concerned. But I I, I still hold that uh, that the right thing to do is to is to just start going to the most important meetings I can in Wario costume. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> oh man! But we knew it was a risk. We knew it was probably the most ludicrous thing that anyone could possibly want to expense. Um, but you know, it was worth. <laughs> it's worth just trying to be able to have that conversation. Most definitely, absolutely. We've definitely had some questionable expenses on our on the road. Yeah, I can't think of anything that would trump Halloween costumes, though. No, no. 
all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. Some weird like arts and crafts every once in a while. Lots of Radio a Shack A lot of Radio stuff. Shack trips. Probably spent at least TVs. $50 at Radio Shack at every event that we ever go to. Yeah, I remember before before this, your team existed. Now I'm sounding like an old man. <laughs> uh, in my first couple months at Harmonix, I was sent out to the sort of events that you guys are sent out to. So I was at the uh, Eric Clapton like music festival for his like re- drug rehab center thing crossroads crossroads yeah. there you go um and it was it was my job to set up rock band in the in the artist tent and you know let people's kids play it or try and get the artists to play it but we got there and they had absolutely nothing uh that i needed to be able to patch in it was all like crazy uh like banana cables and <laughs> um like other like those weird locking turning oh like, god uh i forget what they're called i used to know but like really old style, like intense connectors, and we just couldn't get anything plugged in. So uh, we'd be driving around to three different Radio Shacks to get enough of the connectors to actually set up all of Rock Band, uh, okay. only to play it uh, with John Mayer, who uh, you know had the most unkind things to say about Rock Band. Uh, wow, <laughs> I believe that. Between that and some other questionable comments that John Mayer has made, uh, I have decided that he is my worst enemy. Wow. <laughs> This is reflected in every Pokemon game that I ever play. When I, when I name my rival, he is named John Mayer. That's intense. Yeah. We've been talking about Pokemon a lot. I know. Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemans. Crunk Pokemans, specifically. So, Matt, we wanted to ask you... So... We didn't brief you beforehand, mm-hmm. so keep this very vague. Okay. But uh, with Dance Central 2, mm-hmm. we have uh, some unlockables for our community. Yeah, so we will be talking about this over sometime over the next couple of weeks, but um, basically we're going to need the help of the community <laughs> to unlock um, two crews in the game. And now these are playable crews They're in the game, crews. yes? Fully playable crews. And we're not saying much else. Except that it is not Oblio <gasps> or McCoy <gasps> or Dare <gasps> or Elliot. So sorry, but no. But they're, but they're super awesome. They're super yeah. awesome. Cool no stuff. one ever really dies. Right. Yeah. So it's it's pretty awesome. So plenty to look forward to. So so we wanted to tease that. I yeah. guess Annette's done it. You don't have to do that. <laughs> so that's, that's way. So we'll talk about it soon. You're going to need your account link code if you've been wondering what that is. In the game. But this is exciting for us as the community department because for the first time for us, the power to unlock these things is in the hands of you guys. Yeah. So pay attention for that, and we'll talk more about it soon, and there'll be details on how you can get those unlocked in your game. So hang They're very cool. They're super cool. And this was this was your pitch, wasn't it? Like we had these uh, these in-game assets that we wanted to work with, and you, I thought, were the one that approached uh, Drake and were like, hey, why don't we tie this to a thing here where we can we can make it happen? I, I will not take uh, uh, the credit for this particular thing. I, um, I'm Mr. trying to give Mr. it to you. <laughs> uh, you know, it's Jim Topol, who's uh, the, one of the designers, or the only other designer on Dan Central 2, uh, did a lot of our metagame work. And when we, when we started to think about the campaign structure and how we wanted to unlock things, we realized that we had these 
these two crews that really didn't quite fit into the narrative. So we said, okay, well, what can we do with them? Like, can we make them community unlockables? And uh, Jim worked with our, our shell coder, uh, Rubix, and they worked out a way where they'll be able to unlock crews through the message of the day. So once, uh, once you guys complete whatever goal uh, the, the, uh, this community team lays out for you, to jam with those crews. So, so basically, basically, like I said, you entirely, with no <laughs> input from anyone else, decided that this is a thing we should do. I do want to put more power <laughs> in the hands of the community team. I think that it's that it's it's great to be able to to you know rally together and get get all our fans working towards the same goal. I think that's really awesome. I also just <clears throat> personally love the idea of a community bonus versus like what's become the norm now in games is like pre-order bonuses. Yeah. Which I know we even have to work within those a lot. But like I I just think it's such such a more democratic way to give people cool new content rather than making them buy it at exclusive locations. Well, and then it rewards people for being part of the community yes. as opposed to just discovering a game before it comes out yeah. as opposed to being a late adopter. So mm-hmm. And I think our pre-order bonus this time around was a pretty sweet deal, a free yeah. export yeah. for DC1 players, I think, or the original Dance Central. I think that was a really awesome bonus. And, you know, I guess we could have made these paid DLC, but we're too nice. That's right. Mm-hmm. We are benevolent. We're, in a, we're a benevolent organization. Like Teddy Roosevelt. Like bully old Teddy. <laughs> We wouldn't have the national parks without him, guys. It's true. I, I will say this to, to the DC community. You guys should check out Glitch's unlock outfit. On his arm, he has like a, a computer console, and he gets messages on that console. There, there are some outros that you can see some messages on that console, oh. and you should, you should look. You should that look. Cause, Easter oh, and a half. There, there might be a message from someone you're missing. I didn't know any of that. This is new to me, too. And is there perhaps uh, a little Where's Waldo aspect with uh, certain things hiding in the the backgrounds of venues at all? Not necessarily in the backgrounds of venues. I'd say I'd say pay attention to to, to Glitch's computer. Okay. And uh, you know, if if you're if you're looking carefully at the very beginning of the crew campaign, you will see all your old friends up on up on. Uh, the evil Dr. Ted's monitors. <laughs> um, but there's, you know, there's, there's a few hints about some, some people you might be missing strewn around the game. Let's talk about people missing people. Missing people. They're the luckiest people of them all. People who need history. Barbara Streisand joke, people, guys. People who are missing people. Yep. <laughs> uh, so as you know, there was a bit of a... Sad, sad sackiness uh, when we announced who all the characters in the game would be and that certain certain beloved favorites were not returning for Dance Central 2 from Dance, the original Dance Central. What, what would you like to say about that topic? Dare, well, McCoy, Oblio, and Elliot. I thought you were going to forget Oblio's name. Nope. No. Can never. Never forget. Noblio. Noblio, yeah. I have considered just... Dressing up as Oblio and insisting to everybody that Oblio left the game. <laughs> Materialized people. in the real that's, world. That's what, that's what happens when he drives away on the motorcycle and crashes through your feet. Um, you know, right from the beginning of, of 
pre-production for Dance Central 2, when Cassin and I were writing all the initial sort of vision documents to just say like, okay, well, this is what the game's going to be and this is what we want to do with it. We started splitting up. We came up with this, the concept that if we're going to go for multiplayer as our, as our like big, big new feature, that we should reflect that in the characters. The other thing we wanted to do was clear up some of the ambiguities of the characterizations in Dance Central. So in Dance Central, the way the, the way the characters spoke, it was really unclear whether they were talking about you or talking about themselves and what your relationship was with them. We wanted to make that very explicit, make it very clear that they are them, you're you, the play space is as big as your whole living room, and it's not just on TV. You aren't being represented by that person. You're dancing with them. Um, so when we got the concept of Cruise uh, as our... Or when we got when we got to the concept of multiplayer, we decided that Cruise was the right way to represent multiplayer w- with our characters. We started pairing the, the characters off, and a few of them just didn't didn't quite fit. And so that and uh, an ambition to you know make some new characters and the need for villains uh, just came came to a, a certain layout. So we had you know lots and lots of discussions about this, all the different characters on, on the, a big whiteboard and trying to you know specify what their exact attributes were and, and why they would pair up into crews like this. And that's sort of how it shook out. I think the the you know there's a there's a, a, a big story I think in 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 the in the whole team's mind and uh, you know this is a part of it. And the the basic story of Dance Central 2 is meeting these crews and taking down Dr. Tan, but the world of Dance Central is a big world. There's maybe all sorts of other things going on. So, I would say to the, to the fans that are, that are missing those characters, again, no one ever really dies, and uh, you can always pop back in Dance Central 1, get a good look at them, and you can keep them alive, write your fan fiction, make your fan art, post it on our forums. I'll be able to email Blueberry. It's my favorite. <laughs> Some great fan art. Is this on Deviant it's, Art? Yep, and it's also hanging and, on my yeah, wall. Yeah, hanging on our wall behind her desk. <laughs> it's so good. Do you have any favorite Deviant Art? Yikes. Slash <laughs> fiction. <laughs> Yikes. There's a lot of really, really amazing uh, art out there. I mean, I think the cosplay <laughs> stuff is is always the the most impressive to me. I'm I'm just amazed that people are able to like find or build some of the stuff that we only imagine and model in 3D. That's always really, really impressive. And I like a chibi anything. So um, the chibi versions of our characters are, are really pretty great. Um, there's I've seen like four or five different uh, awesome artists on DeviantArt doing chibi versions of the characters. And, you know, I, 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 I like just reading what people have to say about the characters and, and, and what kind of... What kind of uh, Worlds, the other like uh, our fans imagine these characters to live in. Speaking of which, have you seen the wiki page for Dance Central huh. that we saw the other day? It's just like someone edited it and put in a lot of fan fictiony things, like in terms of like character backstory backgrounds stuff. and backstories, and it's really pretty elaborate. I'll send it to you, but I need to check that out. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> McCoy lives with his grandmother. That's true. And there's this whole thing, really. Yeah. Tell us about the backstory. Is this you writing uh, this yeah. with you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 this side project. <laughs> That's uh, something else you can do. So the, the, the reason that you would know that McCoy lives with his grandmother phone is, is because in the phone message that, that, that he, that one of the phone messages that he leaves, he's like, he 
tells his grandmother, like, you know, not now, grandma, or whatever. <laughs> and I, he, I think he has like one or two uh, wind lines as well that, that reference his grandma. Hmm. People are observing. Well, people have been paying attention and been taking notes, so it's very, very nice. Well, and it's, it's crazy to see that because this is something that we've never mm-hmm. really experienced with Rock Band where, like, I, I think people on the forums, like, gravitated towards certain personalities like Moose Jaw Boudreaux is, is always someone that, that people liked or uh, the Duke of Gravity. Um, but we, I've never seen, like, in, in four years, like, managing the Rock Band community, I've never seen uh, people talking about, like, characters in game, like like weird slash fiction or deviant art uh, or any cosplay. Like the dance central community has really lashed out at these characters in an amazing way. I think it speaks highly of, of uh, Pearly, Matt Perlot, our character designer. Uh, he's the character lead uh, for DC one and DC two. His characters are amazing. And I think a lot changes when they talk. I think once, once you, you give a character a voice and you give them a little bit of a personality that, and you spend a lot of time just looking at them. Like the whole game is just looking at these characters. So it, it seems it seems pretty natural as it start contemplating like, well, what are they thinking about? I've been thinking about a lot like about that a lot. Just because being at conventions, you look at the screen so much when people are playing, and I've noticed so many details about the characters. Like Bodhi has a knee brace. What happens if he like gets hit in the head? It's like little <laughs> things. I'm like, oh god, this is too much. Just noticing, just like even definition and all the detail you guys put <laughs> and the character is really amazing like he's got good calves he has great calves i always call him his calves well, but, who, yeah, who was it who was it that was totally smitten with miss aubrey was it uh, from, uh, he's a writer from OXM uk yeah miss aubrey sent him a picture in the mail too she yeah, signed it she kissed it and sent it to him mm-hmm. yeah, did miss aubrey send a kissed photo to a french reporter like eight months ago or something, too, I think. Maybe. There have been several. People <coughs> are quite smitten with her. Yeah. Quite taken with her her curls, her curly hair. Sounds like you might bit. have a bit of a fancy, too, Aaron. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just re- reporting on what the community has responded to. Aaron just likes her for her money. I oh. like Bodie, guys. Bodie is awesome. Aaron's a gold digger. You're going to have to fight boat. Chanel for Bodie. Uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, let's favorite, favorite characters all around. Me and Bodhi were... <laughs> I want to hear. I do sincerely like Bodhi. As as much as people uh, internally, I think uh, dislike uh, dislike Bodhi. Uh, being on the road with uh, with Chanel, her enthusiasm is so infectious. Yeah. Uh, and she would talk him up to everybody. <laughs> um, and I almost like her Bodhi more than the in-game Bodhi. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I like him. I like him. That's me. I'm gonna go. I like Tay. Tay, she's got cool hair. Yeah. Dresses really, really cool. I like her. Yeah. I like the glitterati. They're jerks. Awesome. I love their clap. Yes. What they do behind yeah. their head. Are <laughs> 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 you been practicing that all huh? the time? <laughs> to Marcosism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely Bodhi and Glitch. I really like Glitch both of awesome. them. I like to think that Glitch is gonna grow up and be a very, very charming young man. He's too young now, so now I'll stick with Bodhi. Glitch is my favorite. I love I love the high def outfits. It's like my jam. So Glitch is awesome. He's my favorite character. Do you have a favorite? I can't pick favorites. <laughs> oh. Hey guys, pick favorites. I can't pick favorites. <laughs> well, now I feel like a horse's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, but man. if I if I pick favorites, then just the whole game will just be about that. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Uh, we are sadly running out of time, so we'll just move on to the uh, DLC announcement for the week. 
Big one. You're going to love this, Matt. Um, so coming out uh, for Rock Band on uh, November the 8th is our Going Country Packs. Mega Packs. Mega super huge pack. These are Yeehaw! all the songs that were on the Track Pack 2. Yep, Country Track Pack Volume 2. <clears throat> uh, I'll read them through. It was originally released uh, in March of this year. Um, and so this is the first time they've been available as uh, as DLC. So in case you're not familiar with those songs, Shelly Wright, Single White Female, Laura Bell Bundy, Giddy On Up, Reba McIntyre, the night, the night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. I know that song. I grew up uh, in, Georgia. in Georgia. In no, Georgia. Georgia, man. I do that song. It's a good one. It's uh, dramatic. They killed an innocent man that night. That's why, oh, the, so it's that's why the lights went out. It's not about electrical problems? Well, yeah, because they uh, electrified they a guy. Oh, oh wow. spoilers. Shania Twain, Party for Two with Billy Currington. Sugarland, Setlin. Billy Currington, That's How Country Boys Roll. Daryl Worley, Awful Beautiful Life. Gary Allen, Man of Me. I thought it said Man on Me. <laughs> I'd Very different. Different songs. <laughs> George Strait, Twang, Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire, Justin Moore, Backwoods, Darius Rucker, Hootie, uh, All Right, Dierks Bentley, Sideways, Keith Urban, Kiss a Girl, Lady Antebellum, Perfect Day, Luke Bryan, Rain is a Good Thing, uh, Merle Haggard, Mama Tried, that's a good song, Trace Adkins, Ride, Dwight Yoakam, who's now an actor. She's in a lot of movies. Accomplished actor. Uh, intentional Heartache. Woof. There's so a these, lot of songs to put out in one week. So these are yeah. RB3 versions. Yep. Uh, so these are... <clears throat> harmonies. Yep, harmonies, uh, pro drums, uh, keys parts in 19 of those 21 that you called out. Um, and uh, because they're RB3 versions, they are uh, unfortunately not compatible um, with the versions uh, that people would have exported from uh, country track pack volume two um but we'll also have pricing uh attached on the forums um i think that the music uh music licensing the live uh, music ops team has done an awesome job like trying to break these packs up uh, uh or break these artists up into as many different packs as they yeah. can and like give some really cool pricing options um so even if people did pick up the track pack um there should be a should be a lot of incentive to get all these songs um because if you look at the, the whole mega pack of like all 21 songs, pretty good deal. I think it works out to be the best cost per track of any giant album pack we've put out. Yeah. So that's that, Mr. Mattress Man. I don't... Yeah, I don't get the... What does that mean? don't understand that. It's a, it's a, there's a movie of Seymour Hoffman plays a mattress salesman. Okay. Save He's, that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Oh, <laughs> break a leg, guys. Awesome. Way to bring down the mood. It's a good Punch Drunk Love. Have you seen it? Good movie. Yes. One of Adam Sandler's few good movies. Chocolate pudding. There's a great theme of chocolate pudding in the it's movie. It's my favorite. Luis Guzman resonates amazing in it. I'm still me. looking for a carton of it. I just want to watch all us. awesome yeah. Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> the newest one looks the most awesome. Sits oh on a horse my. and the horse's legs splat out. Oh, that is so funny when that yeah. happens. Guys, I don't know if we want to make an enemy of Adam Sandler. On this <laughs> I'm being genuine. He's done some good ones. Yeah. Spanglish was sweet. Wow. I think you're going to bring the podcast to a close now. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. No, of course. Yeah. Billy, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Those are two pretty untouchable. 
comedies. Classics. Yeah. Mm. Little Nicky, actually, mm. good, actually good, actually worth yeah. watching. Wholeheartedly disagree. Cameos. <laughs> Cameos. Cameos. Cameo was in it. No, I wish. <laughs> Word up. All right. Well, uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. You're always welcome to come and hang out on our podcast anytime you want. Nice. Um, and you guys are all right too. Yay. So thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Go buy Dance Central 2 if you haven't yet. We need your money. And buy some marathon packs. Yeah. Are they, are they still on sale? Yes. Okay. Say it. What they're, is the sale? They're on What's sale. Friday? What are the marathon packs, Nick? I can't. There's a lot of songs. There it is so almost it's every piece of DLC so we've released up until this so point. So there's mar- okay. Marathon yeah. Pack 1 and Marathon Pack 2. Right. And together, yes. those two marathon packs collect all the DLC that we've released. Except for the Black Eyed Peas. Except for the Black Eyed Peas. Which is also on sale separately. Yep. And then there's a bunch of dance packs, too, like yeah. four songs a piece. So get them. If you're listening to this, it's Friday. You have until Saturday, end of day Saturday, to get them. Yeah. Save a ton of money. You got Do a ton it. of cool songs. Deep discount. Do it. Some good DLC coming on the horizon, Great too. content. And you can use it in Dance Central, too. You'll have 104 songs if you have that and you've exported. That's yeah. crazy. Other dance games don't have that many songs. Good. Other dance games don't have that much. Boom! Boom! All right. Thanks, guys. Good.